0: Good morning everybody, you are on the channel Dr. Y. I am Professor Armen Astvat Satrian from Yerevan, Armenia and let's continue our questions of the exams. Tests of the exams, my dear friends. Let's continue. Take your pens and papers, please. And let's do it together. Please open the question. Tests with explications and explanations. (coughs) Okay, my friends, let's go. Angina pectoris, question. Angina pectoris is usually described as chest discomfort rather than as a chest pain. Okay. The symptoms of angina pectoris may be vague, barely troublesome, ache, troublesome ache, or may rapidly become severe, Intense precordial crushing sensation, although although uh-huh, the location of discomfort varies, and it's most commonly felt at which of the following locations? Okay, once again, angina pectoris, pectoris angina usually described as chest discomfort rather than a chest pain. The symptoms of angina pectoris may be a vague, barely troublesome, ache, or may rapidly become a severe, intense, precordial, crushing sensation. Although the location of the discomfort varies, it's most commonly felt at which of the following locations? Um, options A. Beneath the sternum. Oh, that's absolutely right. Down the inside of the atrium. In the throat, jaws and thighs. In the upper abdomen. Oh, okay, uh, of course, answer is beneath the sternum. So, options A. Uh, this is the most common location of the discomfort of angina pectoris. So, another uh, choice is, down the inside of the right atrium, in the throat, jaws and thighs, in the upper abdomen. These are other locations where the discomfort of angina pectoris may be felt but they are most common as beneath the sternum. So it maybe begins in the sternum and then go, for example, down the inside of the right uh, arm, in the throat, very often uh, actually, jaws and teeth, but beginning is, of course, in the most common cases, is uh, beneath the sternum. So answer is beneath the sternum, and it's absolutely right, of course. Another question, which, uh, sorry, when a patient presents with the typical exertional symptoms of angina pectoris, an ECG is indicated. Because angina resolves with the, with rest, ECG can rarely be done during an attack. and abnormal resting ECG alone doesn't establish or refute the diagnosis of angina pectoris. Uh, yes. In order to confirm the diagnosis, which of the following the most appropriate next step? Okay, my students, my, uh, my colleagues? No, uh, easy question, of course, but anyway. So, once again, when a patient presents with the typical exertional symptoms of angina pectoris, ECG is indicated. Sure. Because angina resolves with rest, ECG can rarely be done during an attack. Uh-huh. An abnormal resting ECG alone doesn't establish or refute the diagnosis of angina pectoris. In order to confirm the diagnosis, which of the following is the most appropriate next step? So, open please options coronary angiography. Uh, no. Electron beams computer tomography scan. What, what for? Intravascular ultrasonography. Stress testing. So, last option, stress testing, of course, exercise stress testing with ECG is done if a patient has a normal rest- resting ECG and can exercise, and stress testing with myocardial imaging is done when the resting ECG is abnormal because false positive ester segment shifts are common on the stress ECG. Okay, my friends? once again this very important sentence so ex- exercise stress testing ecg is done if a patient has a normal resting ecg and can exercise and stress testing with myocardial imaging is done when the resting ecg is abnormal because false positive asst segment shifts are common on stress ecg okay okay so i actually i do prefer stress testing it's one of the best maybe the best a functional test in uh, that exists in cardiology, of course, uh, actually is the best one. So exercise stress testing is done, and if patient has a normal resting ECG and can exercise, and stress testing with myocardial imaging is done, when the resting ECG is abnormal, false positive, S-test segment shifts are common on uh, stress ECG. But it depends, of course, of the professional. Huh? Uh, so coronary angiography and the standard for diagnostic coronary artery disease, it's not necessary to confirm the diagnosis at all. For example, in stable angina, it's not absolutely that we have to see uh, that. No, If this is a really coronary artery disease, due to stable angina, stable plaque, of course we have to see. So uh, what is another one? Uh, Electron beam and uh, c- computer tomography and intravascular ultrasonography are used to evaluate the coronary arteries. Are not and not to confirm the diagnosis of angina pectoris. Uh, exactly, so we can evaluate the coronary arteries, but it's not a question of stable or unstable angina. And not to confirm the diagnosis of angina. Angina is the first clinical sign of coronary artery disease. Okay. So once again exercise stress testing with ECG is done if a patient has a normal rested resting ECG and can exercise and then now we see shifting of ST band changes can uh, up or down well, this is a sign of computer tomography but when it's it's not uh, sure 100% it happened and happened when it's not uh, clearly done when patient can't imagine uh, can make the stress test with uh, normal efficacy well, for example is a bees can't walk for example can't make his bicycle so have to do uh, stress testing with myocardial imaging imaging uh, quite expensive of course no it depends it depends what technique you use. So, uh, stress testing with myocardial imaging is done when resting ECG is abnormal because full positive test man shifts. Yes. So, another question. So, we understand. So, stress testing is the best for uh, making uh, angina pectoris diagnosis for establishing uh, notally, uh, notally uh, stable angina. Actually, stable angina is one of the diagnoses that we can establish even without stress testing. Huh? Uh, Okay, anyway, we understand. So, aortic stenosis, another question. Aortic stenosis occurs when the aortic valve narrows, obstructing blood flow from left ventricle to the ascending aorta uh, during systole. Yeah, there are several different causes of uh, aortic stenosis and the causes differ among age groups. Mm, uh, However, in low- and middle-income countries, which of the following is the most common cause ah, of aortic stenosis in all age groups? Ah. A ah, ah, serious question. So aortic stenosis occurs when the aortic valve narrows, subtracting blood flow from the left ventric, ventricle to the ascending aorta. Ascending aorta during systole. The, of course, there are several different causes of uh, aortic stenosis and the cause differ among age groups uh, yes however in low and middle income countries uh, they won't talk about rheumatic fever i suppose which of the following is the most common cause of aortic stenosis in uh, in all age groups if i guess of course uh, push, uh, uh, congenital uh, option a congenital bq speed valve no congenital bq speed valve Yes, the most common cause, but we talk about countries, uh, middle uh, low-income countries. Idiopathic degenerative sclero- sclerosis with calcification, psoriasis, uh, rheumatic fever. Ah, uh-huh. so the last last option was rheumatic fever. So, our uh, uh, our answer is rheumatic fever, my friends. So what is this? So rheumatic fever, of course, in developing countries, the most common causes of aortic stenosis in all age groups. In developing countries, rheumatic fever. Yes, my friends, so the answers are correct. So concerning uh, congenital BQ speed valve is the most common cause in patients uh, less than 70 years of age. Uh, yes, but in uh, high-income high, uh, countries. BQ speed valve. Uh, idiopathic degenerative sclerosis with classification is a precursor of aortic stenosis primarily in elderly patients. And psoriasis is a risk factor of development of aortic stenosis because it's autoimmune disorder. No, etc., etc., etc. So our answer was correct. Of course, rheumatic fever in all forms of progressive untri- uh, untreated aortic- another question yeah in all and once again aortic stenosis okay so in all forms of progressive untreated aortic stenosis exertional syncope angina and dyspnea eventually develop why not yes there are no visible signs of aortic st- of aortic stenosis although there are palpable signs such as carotid and peripheral pulses that are, that are reduced reduced in amplitude and slow rising. On auscultation, which of the following audible findings is the most characteristic of aortic stenosis? So, once again, please, this question. In all forms of progressive and treated aortic stenosis, Exertional syncope, angina, and dyspnea eventually develop. Develop, yeah. There are no visible signs of aortic stenosis. Okay, although the, uh, there are palpable signs such as carotid and peripheral pulses that are reduced in amplitude and slow rising. On auscultation, which of the following auscultation, which of the following audible findings, audible findings is most characteristic for of aortic stenosis? Uh huh. Crescendo, decrescendo ejection murmur. Yes, of course. This is the right answer, I suppose. Then ejection click early after S1. S4, um, splitting of S2. So our answer is, of course, crescendo, decrescendo ejection murmur. This audible finding on auscultation is the hallmark. Is the hallmark of uh, aortic stenosis. Crescendo, decrescendo, crescendo, decrescendo. Ejection click early after S1 may be heard, especially in patients with congenital bq speed aortic stenosis. Concerning S4 and splitting of S2 S2 may be heard, but they are not most characteristic of aortic stenosis. Then, a 72-year-old man Comes to the office because he has had frequent episodes of chest pain and tightness, dizziness, and shortness of breath over the past months. He says the episodes occur most often when he is walking up the stairs uh-huh, to his bedroom. A physical examination findings on auscultation of the chest are indicative of aortic stenosis echocardiography shows a peak aortic uh, jet velocity of 3 meters second per second main gradient of uh, 30 millimeter hydrargium mm-hmm. and well area of 1.5 c- uh, centimeters uh, based on these findings this patient is a characterized as which of the following Uh-huh. Uh Very good question. Actually, this is a question of numbers. A 72-year-old man comes to the office because he has had frequent episodes of chest pain and tightness, Tightness, dizziness and shortness of breath over the past months. He says the episodes uh, occur most often when he is walking up the stairs to his bedroom on physical examination findings on auscultation of the chest are indicative of aortic stenosis. Yes. Echocardiography shows a peak aortic jet velocity of 3 mm per second, mean gradient of 30 mm hydrarium and valve area of 1.5 square centimeters. Based on these findings, this patient's aortic stenosis is characterizing as which of the following? So we talk about mild to severe. Huh? Uh-huh. So, question, uh, options, moderate, severe, very severe. No, of course, mild, moderate, severe. And, no, of course, this is uh, moderate. Um, you have to write this, my friends. Uh, now, take the papers and write. Uh-huh, okay, uh, so, uh, mild, write it, huh? Peak aortic jet velocity or mean gradient less than 20 mm Hg moderate peak aortic jet velocity three to four millimeters per second or mean gradient twenty to forty millimeter Hg. so our option huh, was this one moderate uh, our question so c v a peak aortic jet velocity more than four mili- uh, four millimeter second meter second eh? or mean gradient more than forty millimeter Hg? sort yeah, not m- m- meter second of course huh? And very severe, peak aortic jet velocity more than 5 meters a second, or mean gradient more than 60. So in our, our options, is a moderate. Our question was, uh, we choose this option, moderate. Peak aortic jet velocity uh, 3 to 4 meter second, per second, or mean gradient 20 to 40 millimeter a Okay, the last question please for today, at heart. Okay, let it be at heart. Atlet heart is a constellation of structural and functional changes that occur in the heart, of people who train for more than one hour most days. Yes, that is athlete's heart. So which of the followings is found on physical examination in patients with athlete's heart? Uh, Once again, athlete's heart is a constellation of structural and functional changes that occur in the heart of people who train for more than one hour most days. Which of the following is found on physical examination in patients with athlete's heart? Continuous murmur. No. Bradycardia. No. mm, Actually could be. Bradycardia could be. Decreased heart sounds. Diastolic murmur. Diastolic murmur vestig murmur no it's not pathological of course huh in this situation okay my friends uh, thank you very much that's all concerning today uh, don't forget to, don't forget to subscribe and follow the channel not just you know just subscribe and do nothing after that follow the channel dr y see you in another lectures Goodbye.